Sleepy Hollow is a place like no other. A place where the forces of good and evil collide for the fate of the world. Prophecies foretold witnesses destined to protect us all. But will they prevail? Armed with keen insight and the ability to see into dark realms, well, maybe, Karen and Jamie help decipher the witness prophecies. Hello, I am Jamie. And I'm Karen. Before we start this episode, though, <laughs> there's something we have to do. Yeah? You think Karen, so? Are you ready, Karen? I am. Go right ahead. I'm just playing. Me too. Yes, I do. We yeah, baby. We've been apart for a few weeks. That's right. Now we're back together. Yes. Well, we're ready to discuss Sleepy Hollow Season 2, Episode 11, The, the Akita. Akita. Yes. It was written by Mark Goffman and directed by Dwight Little. That's right. I don't know anything about those gentlemen, do you? Nope. Me neither. I have heard of Mark Goffman. I think he's done some other episodes. But uh, he definitely did a good job here. Yes, he did. This was a really good episode. And the direction was good as well. Yes. So, kudos. Karen, I'm giving this nine molten suits of armor. Very nice. I like your modifier there. Um, I got a little lower, and I will explain why later. Um, I gave it eight trip wires. Eight trip wires. Mm-hmm. Now eight is not bad for me. It's good. It's okay. a solid episode. Um, and it would have been a nine, nine, except I had a couple little nits with it. So oh, I didn't have any nits. Okay. Because something big happened in this episode that I'm very happy about. A lot of big things happened in this episode. And I know yep. you're you're giggling with glee <laughs> over a few things that happened in this episode. Yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I didn't like, and I'll just get this out of the way right up front, is that there weren't a lot of happy parts in this episode. Now, no. I didn't hate the fact that there weren't a lot of happy parts. This needed to be very... Um, epic feeling, um, but we didn't have a lot of chances to do anachronisms. So when we get to that part, there is only one. <laughs> yes, there is only and one. For an episode with a sword, I guess that's fitting that there can be only one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, Islander. That's right. And so you guys so, uh, probably know already which one it is. Are we gonna have um, some sword jokes like we had about the bone flute? I don't know. <laughs> well, there was a scene where Ichabod was pressing the sword into Abby's back. Wait a minute. I don't remember that oh, scene. Oh, yes, you do. Because it's the scene that everyone used as their anachronism. Oh, that scene. Okay, yes, 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 <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> pressing the sword into her back. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay, but but also I love the fact that any man who 
wields the sword. Yeah, I know. Will be will be con- it's his soul will be consumed. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I know. So many opportunities for jokes our, here. Our, our heads are in the gutter. Yeah, I know. It's not nearly as bad as the bone flute. No, 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 no. Which the bone flute had s- it was it was a fertile ground. Yes. But a bump. Yeah. Uh Um <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, I have used that bone flute episode analogy on all my other podcasts. Just really? so you know, yeah, I've said that, hey, you remember that episode of Sleepy Hollow with the bone flute? Yeah, Jamie and I were idiots over that. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that in a nice way, idiots. Oh, no, know. we were, we were, we were like we were 12 immature. year old boys. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it was hilarious. So, this was the sort of. Methuselah. Yeah. Um, last week, when you were out, I made an analogy to a South Park episode. I don't know if you're familiar with the South Park episode where they parodied World of Warcraft. I think I've seen it once, but a long time ago. Okay. Well, one of the things that they use in the episode is the sword of a thousand truths. And it's, you know, this big, oh, and in real life, it's on a like a flash drive, and they're holding the flash drive up like you know <laughs> lights coming out of it and everything, and um and so I was calling this sword because I couldn't think of the name of it and they were f- switching names on it every once in a while, um and I was calling it the sword of a thousand truths you know kind of halfway so I'm still calling it that, so okay. if you hear me calling it that that's the reference I'm making to it. Well, so. I'm gonna call it the sword of Medusa. Okay. <laughs> There you go. Because that's easier to say than Methuselah. Right. And it was a. It was guarded by her. Yes, it was guarded by Medusa. Right. I don't know why she gets such a bad rap. She's a pretty girl. Sure. You just can't. She's got some. She's got some wild hair. I'll give her that. Sure. Sure. Hard to tame. (laughs) Yeah. If but as it were, and uh, you know, (laughs) hard to tame. It's it was hard to see her beauty. Yes. It's it's As it in the were. eye of the beholder. It's in the eye of the beholder. Oh, no. But we we can never find out what happens because the beholder, you know, we can never get their opinion because yeah. they turned to stone. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah. I like how they used him as a weapon last week. Yes. Yes. That I was, was kind of sad we didn't get to discuss that you and me. But yeah, because it was such a good episode. It was. It was. Tony and I enjoyed it though. You know, you deserved it. It was your birthday. So everyone, you know, send in your yes. happy birthday things to do. It was my birthday last week, which is why one of the reasons why I wasn't around. Yep. I also ran into a bunch of traffic incidences because there were protests in my my. Oh, my yes, yes, yes. So, yeah. Um, so between being stressed out about traffic and dealing with my birthday, I just couldn't find my way to the Internet. Well, we made up a story for you. Oh, you did? Yeah, we said you were in a cave or something being chased by a Goran. I don't remember what it was. but Well, that did happen. I had to end up going a weird way home. Okay. Because Through a cave chased by a Goran. Uh, I ended up... See, my when I finally got home, my friends wanted to celebrate my birthday. And they were like, hey, we're going to go to this cave to celebrate your birthday. <laughs> Just and so it, you know. We got in there and they were like, oh, we hired a stripper for you. So, so, you know, she's got kind of wild hair, and you can't look at her directly in the eye, but she's pretty hot, you know. Um, Good plan. Which is why I'm like kind of like, you know, Medusa. 
you got, you got the beauties in the eye of the beholder. I'm just not, I'm not going to go into any detail. Good Let's point. just say there was a bone. <laughs> <laughs> So immature. <laughs> and a sword of a southern truth. That's right. <laughs> okay, we got to stop being 12-year-olds and start talking yeah. about this show. Okay, so uh, this episode, I thought it was good. Um, we needed this coming together. Um, yes. This was the episode you were looking for, I know. Yes, it was. You wanted everything to move along. So how did you like that, the progression in this episode? I, I like the progression. I mean, we, we everything came to a head and but now it kind of felt more like a season finale instead of a mid season finale. Yeah, a bit, but I'm kinda glad it's a mid season finale, aren't you? I am glad because we're gonna get more Sleepy Hollow in a couple weeks. Right. Um but it it felt very much like, okay. Uh that's weird because that's the kind of thing you would want us our mouths to drop at in March instead of December. I'm, I'm cool with that. I mean, we we got I got everything I wanted in this episode. Okay, I got Ichabod holding Abby in a supposedly comforting but mildly sexual way. Mm-hmm. I got Ichabod with Katrina looking over their shoulder. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I got uh, Ichabod and Katrina agreeing that they might have irreconcilable differences. Mm-hmm. Um, I got uh, you know, Holly. Being what he's supposed to be, just a helper, and not involved with Abby. You know, um, if I had to give a nitpick, and I'll just get this out of the way, is that I found the ending to be a little too predictable. But at the same time, that could probably be a benefit that the writers are writing Jenry's character so well that that we can already know what he's going to do. Right. You know, right. So, uh, it's a double-edged sword. Ha ha! <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. Um. I think, in- instead of your last sentence there, what I would say is, I think it's a credit to the writers that perhaps what we think will happen next might not be what happens next. Oh, I definitely don't think what. What they want us to think is going to happen next is not going to happen. Right. They um, they want us they want us to think that uh, that song we played about us getting back together at the beginning of the episode right. is what um, Katrina and Ichabod and right. you know Jenry are going to be playing. Be a happy family. No. No. So I mean I I get why he did it. Moloch was more of a devil to him than his real parents at that point. Right. And so it was the lesser of the three evils. Yes. But I honestly don't think it's going to be, hey, let's have a happy reunion. No, I think what's going to happen now is, and I've been saying this all season long, that Jenry did not want to take a back seat to right. Malik. Right. You know, he wanted to be an equal with Malik. Right. That's and Malik was, ne- and he, Malik was never going to do that. Malik no. was never going to treat him as an equal. No. And not just that, but Malik... Malik was using him, not just not treating him as an equal, but using him. And I think Henry thought he was better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, he was kowtowing to him, you know, oh, daddy. But 
behind his back, he was doing stuff and being very, very smug about it. Exactly. So I think he thought he was much smarter than Moloch. And here he was. He was supposed to be an equal with Abraham the entire time because he's another horseman. And he was always acting like Abraham was a subordinate. Which was kind of true. Yeah, to an extent. But in Moloch's eyes, they were both on the same. You know, right, right. But Abraham, could do away was, with you. Abraham was really quite weak compared to, to Henry because Henry was proactive. Yes. Abraham wasn't. I mean, Abraham was just consumed by his need for revenge and his need for claiming um, Katrina. Katrina. Right. And he really wasn't doing anything proactively. All he was doing was like going out at night in order to try and, you know, get his objective done. But he all he was really doing was like running around with his axe. Yeah. You know, there wasn't and, and he didn't really have a plan. No. There was no there was no direction. At least Jenry the entire time was trying to raise Moloch and bring Ro- Moloch into the the earthly plane, um, and and for his own selfish design, not to honor Moloch in any way. Right. Um, and he but had le- a definite plan that, and that was really laid out very clearly in this episode when they made the pentagram over the map. Yes. Because that was one thing we were complaining about: is what is the goal of him? I mean, we actually talked about that. What, why did he decide to strike there? Why did he decide to do this? Why did he decide to do that? And right. then they put the points on the map and drew the pentagram, and I was like, that is genius. Exactly. Thank you for putting those puzzle pieces together because that was very frustrating to me. It just shouldn't have taken 11 episodes for right. those puzzle Maybe pieces to Maybe we should together. have gotten a hint as to what was happening. You know? Right, right. But like, it, again, it was nice that they put that together for us. And it, it could have been a mention, you know, while he was building, because we saw Jenry building the, the, the town model right. um, throughout the season. Uh, uh, why couldn't we have had him say, Ah, uh, see that? That's where I had the woman at the bank. You know, blah, or blah, put blah. something, you know. Like put like a stake in each point or something. Right. Put or something like in each point. A, a little label. Bank. Just something. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't have cared. Like a fiery something in right. each point. Or, you know, just mark each point in the in the model that he was building. That would have been cool. Um. Just so we knew he had some sort of plan. Mm-hmm. I understand that him making that model was supposed to tell us he had a plan, but it didn't really come across that way to me. I mean, it, it was like, like mm, I get that he's doing something, but I don't really. To me, it just seemed like he had a hobby while he was waiting for everything else <laughs> to happen. You know? Well, that, you know, that was part of it. But I, I guessed when he Warlocks was making that, to... he was doing something. Warlocks know? need to unwind, too. <laughs> You know, so. like they get stressed out from all the Did evil you think that they're maybe doing. He was going to put a train around it or something for I, I, Christmas. I, well, maybe for for Moloch Day. I don't know. Oh, if they, I don't Day? know. I don't know. If, I don't know if he celebrates Christmas. Is that but, the you day know, after Christmas? Maybe. Maybe maybe the feast of Sam Hain or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> like he had like a little like a death train going around the town or something. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but I mean, you know, they need to unwind. They need to they need to chill out. They need to break from all their evil doing and. Maybe that helps him like relieve the stress of not being able to bring Moloch into Does the world. Does he make the train go backwards? <laughs> Maybe. You can do that, you know. 
though. I know you can. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I get I, I, where they were going. I wish they had made it. I, I don't mind if they make it murky, but just a tiny bit clearer would have been nice. Right. Okay, I just have to share this because now I have an image of um, John Noble over a train set of Sleepy Hollow clasping his hands together with a big smile listening to Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I love it. And, <laughs> and like clapping his hands with glee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah, that would have been great. Okay, if any of you are artists. Um, if you could put that together for I'll us. I'll send you 10 bucks. If you can... <laughs> You know, make a very good drawing of that. I mean, it has to be in detail. It has to be good. Right? Right. Extremely good. Yeah. It'd have to be really, really good. Like flan, flan, fan art blog worthy. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, don't just throw something together. Seriously. But, you know, if you could make that, like, a a really good 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 version of him clapping you know he 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 and there being like a town with the and then you know crazy train maybe ozzy in the background in his head i will go even further and if you make it a gift that you can actually have music to with crazy train i'll give you 15 bucks nice nice and thank you for saying gift correctly (laughs) not jiff that's peanut butter (laughs) <laughs> yeah okay so there's okay. a challenge for you yeah there it is Seriously. we've laid it out yeah that will be your feedback for this week yeah so john noble since this is this the fall finale yes. um you know you got a few weeks to put this together john noble cackling in glee while looking at a over a train set yep. of sleepy hollow yep Listening to Crazy Train. Right. And if you can make it an Aussie-looking Moloch kind of in his head, you know, in a thought bubble, that would be awesome. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Okay, so there. that's what we're thinking. Go along those lines. Make it a GIF. You got probably 25 bucks on the line there. Yeah. From us, we throw it in. It's got to be really good, though. Really good, because Jamie and I are very harsh critics. So yeah, you know, you know, we're just gonna criticize them all of them in, so we never have to pay. Oh no! If someone gives us <laughs> a good joking. one, I'm I'm in. Yeah, I'm totally in too. Yeah, okay. we, we will again, PayPal you the money. It's got to be good. It's got so, to be good, and we're harsh. We will. I think tell we. You. I think. I think we just lost money on this podcast because you know now we're in the negative dollars for doing it. It's so <laughs> worth it though. If someone actually does that and gives us a good one, I'm I'm all right with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that too. <laughs> okay, so okay. um. Back yeah. to the episode. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that the Scooby Gangs all together. <sighs> we got Abby, Ichabod. Uh, we got Jenny, Holly, and Irving all hanging out. Yep. And Katrina. Hello. And Ka- oh, I forgot about Katrina. I know you did. Whatever. Whatever. She was there, too. She helped. Yeah, she was trying to be a badass. She still helped. Yes. We even In had her- Abraham. Yeah, I think Abraham might become a good guy. He helped them. He did help them. He gave them information. Yep. He stopped after they them captured from using him again. the sword. Yeah, he could have just let them use the sword. Yep. 
He could have been like, whatever, I, I belong to Malik, whatever, I'll let Ichabod kill me, and then Ichabod will die. Right. He could have, definitely. But I think somewhere in the back of his mind, he realized that Katrina would never be his if he did that. Yeah. And he knows that Malik can allow him to live again. Yes. Right? Right. Because his soul belongs to Malik no matter what. But can Malik give him back his head? I doubt it. So he would be alive with no head? He is now. Is he really alive or is he sort of alive? He's sort of alive. Right. So, you know. I bet you Malik could give him back his head. Maybe. But Malik's dead now. But it doesn't yes. matter because they didn't kill Abraham anyway. No, they haven't. Or they haven't. obliterate whatever he is. Yeah, they they have him captive in the same cell that they found him la that we he, they had him in last right. season. Now, so. we don't know for sure what's going on there because now that Moloch's dead, what happened to him? Oh, that's right because Moloch had his soul. Right. Does does he disappear? Does he become Abraham again? And so what then happens to Jenry too because Jenry's soul was belonging to Moloch right. as well. Right. Who knows? So, we could have no horsemen. Now, remember, Henry, Jenry Warman, was not dead. He was no, not he was not. risen like oh, so his soul, his soul would return to him then. I'm guessing. I mean, that's all I can guess. Um, and because, I, I'm guessing because of what Irving did and Henry... When Henry killed Moloch, his soul was returned to him. If that's what happens, Irving was allowed to reclaim his soul. But so, as we all know, sadly... Well, what I'm saying is, you know, he, he doesn't end up going to purgatory or whatever. Going to purgatory or hell. Right. right. So, but sadly... R.I.P. Irving never got to the point of being able to... Now, and this is something I don't understand. Okay, so they realize early on that Irving is the only one that can wield the sword of Methuselah right. or, or Medusa or the sword of a thousand truths. Right. Um, that they, no one else can wield it but him because his soul's already been claimed by someone else. Right. right, right. So therefore the sword can't claim his soul and kill him. If, he, if his soul is being owned by Moloch or by Jenry and he's supposed to be evil... How is it he brings himself to do this stuff? To fight with the good guys. Well, to, to fight the demon army. I'm not sure that means that he's being controlled by them. Right. Does, I mean, does he have to do an act of true bad before like, he gives in to all of it, and that's why he didn't kill that guy in the institution? Maybe. Is that what Jenry was trying to do? Or like, perhaps him, like, they were just too occupied to be controlling him? Maybe. I tend to believe that if he had done something like kill someone, right? They would have owned him completely. That would have owned him completely, and then he he would have been just completely bad and been like, ah, ha, 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 I'll okay. take your sword and use it against you. That makes sense. You know? But, but he hasn't he, yet, so he still was in a tug of war over his soul. Right. That makes a lot of sense. I'm kind of sad to see him go. Yeah, me too. Although, the dead doesn't mean dead on this show. No, dead doesn't mean dead. Plus, his <sighs> head was not 
severed from his body, although that doesn't even mean you're dead on this show. So wait a minute. Does Jenry own his soul or does Moloch own his soul? See, now, that's what I'm saying. If if his soul is returned to him because Moloch was killed, then does that mean that Irving's soul returns to his... You know, body? Well, return to wherever it would have gone originally. Mm-hmm. My thing is, what if... What if Moloch never really owned his soul and Henry owned his soul? Well, Henry did own his soul. Right. And so what if Jenry brings him back and then he really is evil? Yeah. See, that would be a twist. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think we've seen the last of Orlando Jones. No, I don't think so either. That's why I'm saying dead doesn't mean dead. Yes. Um, Now... What does that sword do? The only people that have actually killed demons with that sword are Jenry Warman and Irving. Yes. So do they consume the souls of those demons? Does Irving own the souls of those demons? And does Jenry own the soul of those demons? I have no idea. Right. So I'm wondering that. That's just one of my... I hope they answer that on January 5th when Sleepy Hollow returns to Monday nights. I do, too. Um, So we have to talk about the other big thing. Yeah, what's the other big thing? You know what the other big thing (laughs) is. Are you talking about Katrina? We're talking about the door opening for someone to walk in. (laughs) I know. To Ichabod's heart. I know. Yeah, Ichabod is not happy with Katrina. No, and it's weird because I thought he had let go of that, but obviously he hadn't. Yeah. And the trigger for that was, you know, Katrina was left with Abraham to to watch him and to make sure he didn't get out or anybody didn't come and get him. And um, Ichabod walks in on her talking to Abraham, saying how much she cares for Abraham. And I think what she was trying to say is like, I care for you as a friend, as someone I used to love, someone I used to be close to, someone who used to be, I used to know my human life, you know, like we're in your human life. Um, And I think Ichabod took that conversation out of context. Right. But I mean, the way she was saying it. I agree. Was. But then I think what it was doing was, you know, flashing that red light in front of his face. Like it's just one more thing on the pile. Right. Of things that she has done. She's a spy. She's a witch. She went back without saying goodbye. Right. And it doesn't matter how she cares. I mean, he actually said that. I understand. You don't love him. You just care about him because he was part of your life. But you kept this from me. You kept this from me. You went with him without a word. You know, and I just, I don't know how to reconcile that. And... You know, it wasn't that conversation. It was all the other stuff. He he actually kind of said that without actually, you know, just laying it out there. Right. And I really, I feel horrible for him because that's an untenable position. But I, from the way she is acting, and Barb's going to address this in her clip, but I thought this before I heard Barb's clip. She has no idea what she wants. And I don't know whether she ever did. She is... 
it seems to me that the only thing Katrina's ever really wanted was to make sure that they won this war. Yeah. Yeah. And she probably does love Ichabod, but the war is more to her than loving Ichabod. Right. And it almost feels like it could have been anybody. It's just that Ichabod came around at the right time. Does well, that make sense? I think that might be part of it, but I do think that she considers him her soulmate. I think that's true. I, I mean, that might be true, but she doesn't behave in but that I, way. I agree that she doesn't behave that way. But and, I think uh, she considers that the case in her mind. And to her, to her credit, she's pulled back into life, out of purgatory, into this time that's... 200 and some odd years after she was actually supposed to be alive and die. And the only real connection she has back to that time period is Abraham, who refuses to give up on that time period. Right. And Ichabod, who has, you know, he's been playing video games, he's, he's been drinking Starbucks. Completely. Yeah. yeah, like he, he has his own smartphone. Right. You know. And so she he, has more of a connection to Abraham. Right. So, yeah, I mean, but still... Um, you would think that she would be clinging to her husband. You know, just wanting to, wanting to get that connection back with her soulmate. And I'm doing but, air quotes right now, but. <laughs> but she has to have her reservations because he's been walking around for like a whole year with this really sexy black woman. Yeah. Solving, solving all these mysteries, you know. Yeah. And and solving all these different supernatural occurrences. And she sees their relationship. She sees how they're chummy and they're they're friendly. And and we always have Abby saying, you have to be willing to sacrifice everything, mm -hmm. even your relationship with Katrina, even yep. your relationship with your son. Right. You know, and and so she and she understands that that is his position he is a witness he has to be able to turn his back on all of that and sacrifice himself or sacrifice all of them to win right and that's a position she put ichabod in mhm mm so you Although know ichabod was destined for that without yes, her yes okay so he was destined but she but, probably feels responsible right and <sighs> And then to have Abby constantly reminding him of that, and she's the other witness, and supposedly now they have something that's extremely in common, and, you know, yeah, man. And bound together for these seven years. And, right. And, yeah. Right? Yeah. So. And that's and maybe, way longer than they've been together. Yes. So, I'm just saying. No, no, I agree with you. I'm, I am on your side about this. I just... I think something really desperate has to happen in order for him to say I can be with Abby. Because he's not going to break that marriage bond to be with Abby just because he doesn't think they can be married anymore. Now, Because they technically are married. Now, I want to know one thing. They were married before we became a country. Right. So they were married under British common law. Yeah. Okay. He still considers it married. It's under God. I, under I understand that. Okay. But say they Probably decide... Probably not legal. 
And say they can't. He died. It's exactly. Well, okay, till death do us part. Right. But say they they decide they have irreconcilable differences. How did they go about getting a divorce in the 21st century when they were married in the 18th century? I don't. You don't. You, you just kind of have to declare you're not married anymore. Right. Or one of you has to die for real. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, something, there's going to be a resolution, and, and I'm hoping a resolution to, to their relationship. Um, and by resolution, I don't mean them getting back together, particularly. It's just a resolution of whether they're going to be together or they're not going to be together happens really quickly when the show comes back because. I kind of feel like they've dragged that out over too many episodes. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been dragged out. But I think that's not going to get re- resolved anytime soon. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. So what did you think of uh, Jenny being the brains of the outfit this this episode? It's fine. Yeah? Yeah, they needed hardware. And that's her thing. Yeah. Although... I, I do think that Abby was the brains behind the plan. She had the big plan. Yeah, she did have the big plan, didn't she? And, you know, she was the one that told Jenny what she needed to do. Jenny just, she knew how to do it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, Jenny definitely, she zoned in on what to do. And that, you know, letting Holly in on all the secrets... Like yeah. telling him for sure, <laughs> you know, look, it's the headless horseman, uh, and showing him beyond the shadow of a doubt that these things actually happen. Right. Um, even though he had seen things, this was like, hey, look, end of days. This is one of the horsemen of the apocalypse. Well, um, and the blood hail. Yeah. Even then, though, you know, you can explain that away, kind of. Really? Sure. Frozen bits of blood falling falling from the sky. Well, there you know people have seen things like that before, and it's been explained away. Have you ever seen people say it's Armageddon and have it be proven true? But there have been red rain I- incidents in real life. So, okay. Um. So yeah, it, I mean that can be explained away, but seeing a headless, a headless man. Horse. You know, moving around and, <laughs> you know, that's w- beyond the shadow of a doubt, you know, that that's definitely one of the horsemen of the apocalypse. Y- you know, there's no other way to do it. And and that was my disappointment this episode. I know you liked it that he wasn't part of the episode. I would have liked him to be part of the gang. Well, him not being a part of the gang and Katrina and Ichabod having their little falling out allowed for that little sexy embrace after Irving was killed. Yeah, but he didn't have to he didn't have to be part of the embrace. And he didn't. I understand that, but you do agree with me that that was a sexy embrace. I agree. I thought that was really cool. It was it, it was it and it wasn't meant to be? No. Right? But it was there, it was, was meant that... to be like I'm going to I'm going to hold you back, but the way his head was leaning into her hair and right, her head right. was leaning back. I was like, okay, yeah. I, I don't uh, know. I, you you don't watch Castle, right? No, I don't. Okay, there's an episode where, and it's very similar to this, actually, where um, she 
is in danger because she's trying to solve her mother's murder and her captain is involved in it and they go to this place where she's going to get ambushed and killed because she's sticking her nose in but her captain goes there with her and he sacrifices himself for her and he has called the castle in to drag her out of there so that she doesn't try and save him so castle drags her out of the hangar it's it's an airport out of the airport hangar and he holds her up against a car like you know kind of holds her up against the car and he puts his hand over her mouth so she doesn't call out and you know so they can hide while her captain is getting killed inside the hangar but there's you know there's no other way to do this and she's struggling and crying and everything and it's not supposed to be super sexy but it totally is right <laughs> so it's that sort of thing and it's heart-wrenching and it's like you know you just want them to fall into each other's arms and have sex after that <laughs> but you know they're not going to because it's like this horribly devastating thing has just happened um but yes, it's exactly like that. It's it's and one of the scenes that every time I watch it, I like my stomach tenses up and my legs tense up. And it, I think this is going to be one of those kind of, oh, I feel so terrible. It's the worst. You know, that sort of thing. Right, right. Um, and it, but I mean, it was almost like that from the minute he walks into the church and he shakes his head. No. Right. And you just know that's oh, that's it for Abby. Right. And I mean, I have to say, like, I mean, I, I just I keep replaying the image of him grabbing her and Katrina looking on. And it's just like, mm -hmm. man, if I was his wife and I saw him grab another woman the way he grabbed her, you even though he's supposed to be there, right. Yeah. Even though he's supposed to be consoling her and their friends like, I mean, I almost expected her to turn her around and face him and then just kiss him, you know? Right. Right. So and see, if I was his wife, I think I'd be running up there and trying to comfort her as well as to say, yes, I'm sorry this happened, but he's also my husband. Right. 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 But she didn't do that. She just stood back and watched the whole thing. And he had his face and her hair. Yes. And Yeah. It was totally sexy. I agree it was with extremely you. Extremely sexy. Percent. It was. <laughs> And he was he was doing that several times. Now, mind you, when they were on the motorcycle, he was not holding her. Like you know, in in the way that like a boyfriend holds a girlfriend if she's driving the motorcycle. Right. He was sitting back. He wasn't pressed up against her or anything. He didn't have the sword pressed up against her back. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm bum. Um. He, I mean, he did, but he didn't have his personal sword pressed up against her back. Um, when he he was excited about the ride, but you know, he he definitely wasn't in into her as much as he was into the motorcycle. But that scene when he was comforting her, wow. Yeah. And then I, I thought it was really telling that the director had Katrina. In the same shot. I mean, that was definitely done on purpose. Now, and so you think the director was like, now, when you do this comforting embrace, oh, you're yes. going to play it up as a sexual embrace uh, as well. Yes, they had to. Okay. They had to. There has to be some tension. He said there has to be some tension between you guys. Okay. 
And why else would he put Katrina in that same shot? I'm I'm liking it and I'm loving it. So yeah, but and see, the thing that you need to understand also about that shot, and I'm not trying to school you or anything, but if Holly had been in the episode instead of down with the headless horseman, there could also have been that opportunity for him to see that energy and to be dejected but there wasn't right so now he okay. still thinks he has a shot and in all honesty he still could have a shot because in abby's mind and and ichabod's mind he's married right right and so so but they did open that door just a tiny little yeah, bit oh, yeah. for us yeah and then although mean, they've had that kind of scene before yes they have they're you know when they were in purgatory uh, twice they've had a scene like that. Oh uh, yes, they have. When he when he embraced her in Purgatory, it was pretty. And sexual. she was also Katrina was also in the background of that scene as well. Yes. So, yeah, but I agree with you. This was the hottest embrace they've had so far. I think this was so, like sizzling. I thought we have to talk about the plan to yeah. get the sword in in Jenry's hands. Yeah. Do you think they always thought he would turn on Malik? No. No. Okay, no. so you think that you in think fact, they thought they were going to die? I don't think I think the their plan backfired. Okay. I think that they were hoping um that they, Abby was hoping that he would be able to go through with it. That Crane would be able to go through with the plan to kill Yeah. Okay. And he couldn't. I was almost thinking that they were planning on turning Jenry to use the sword against Moloch. And it just backfired on him at that mm. point. So I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I think they were just hoping that they would get Jenry to take them to Moloch. But, you know, instead he kind of backed down and that allowed him to kind of turn on them. Right. And I think that mucked things up a bit. But, you know, it, it was one of those... And I'm going to say this because I said this to my husband a couple weeks ago and he laughed at me for like a half hour. Six of one, half a dozen of the other. Right. <laughs> I said half of one, six a dozen of the other. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question, though. Like yep. if, if Molly is trying to raise hell on Earth or merge purgatory with with Earth, right? Mm hmm. And basically, wherever Moloch was and he was kind of merging them, it, it, it kind of looked very much like when they were in Purgatory, right? Yeah. If he wanted to make Earth just like Purgatory, why not just stay in Purgatory where Purgatory is already Purgatory? Because he needed live humans to torture. Oh, he needed souls. Yeah. And in Purgatory, he doesn't have that. He has only dead souls. Right. Not live souls. Right. See, that's his idea of heaven. Is having live people to torture and that's manipulate. Yeah. And yeah. That's okay. like him playing Monopoly. If you that's love a that's, a, that's a twist. That's a twisted game of Monopoly. Sure. Well, I'm just using that. Yeah. You know, that's him moving chessboard. Let's say chess. Yes. That's him moving pieces around on his chessboard. That's his whole thing. He he needs living breathing humans with choice because 
that's the only way he can manipulate things. I mean, if they're just souls, you know, he can, they, they don't, they just bend to his will. He doesn't care. You know, they're, he can just throw those away. He's already gotten his use out of them. Mm. But he needs the ones that are that will fight back. Oh, because it like makes him feel good. Yeah, it's his the game. Con- the right. conflict is is fun for That's him because he knows because he, he knows he knows he's gonna win no matter what. Right. And see if he does it slowly enough. Oh, so he's like a he's like a dude torturing an animal. Yes, he's a demon. <laughs> That's his thing. And he's, he's also going to do things like that on Earth, is he's going to cause people to do bad things so that he can sit back and watch. Okay. So there's all kinds of things he's going to do on Earth. He's going to make it hell on Earth. Hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, he's not anymore, obviously. He's gone. He's gone for good. Hopefully. He is. Like I said, there's six more six more demons for them to. Yes, there are conquer. So. so it took him a season and a half to get through this demon. So we'll, maybe we'll pick up with another demon the second half of the season, and we'll go all next year. I'm guessing. Um. Maybe. Did you have any other nitpicks? Yes. What was it? I did. Um, or were they? Well. Jenny is, they're trying to figure out where Irving went. Okay. Last week, she drove him to the border of Canada. You watched last week's episode, right? Yes, I did watch last week's She drove episode. him to the border of Canada, right? Right, which is hundreds of miles from Sleepy Hollow. Right. Okay. So, and they were, it wasn't the border of Sleepy Hollow. No. Okay. Because there were border police there. Okay. Well, no, there were checkpoints. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. But it was Canada. Okay, so they decided she was going to cross the border and meet him on the other side. And he said, no, I'm going to whatever. And then in this week's episode, she said, well, he couldn't have gone far. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. my first nitpick. Is they just totally ignored the fact that they had gotten all the way to Canada. Right? Am right. I crazy? That's I'd have to go back and rewatch, but I'm thinking they I had set it like three times. Because remember last week's episode, um, Abby got like a text or an alert from Sheriff Reyes saying that they were upping the search for Irving and they were setting up more checkpoints. checkpoints yeah, but they were, right? they had been driving for hours. Huh? Who knows? Okay, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> so I so I'm I'm thinking we were to assume that they never made it that far. All right. Because of the checkpoints that were being set up, and that's why, you know, he okay. really wasn't in Canada. Who knows? Okay. Whatever. But I get I get I get where you might see where you might think that they were at the edge of, of, of Canada. Okay. So or further get, away from town than Yes. Than far enough him. away that he couldn't get back on foot. Right. Okay. Or couldn't get back on foot like the next day. Right. Okay. So there's that. And then Irving leaves her this message with a number in it. Okay, and I can see where Ichabod could connect that to some obscure history thing. How would Irving know that obscure piece of history? How would he know that 
that message would get to Ichabod and how would he know where to go so that Ichabod find him because I had no earthly idea what he was talking about I don't know about you maybe his affiliation with the demon world gave him knowledge that he never had before that's a theory seriously or his name is Irving Washington and Irving Washington is the writer of the show or, or the, the book. And so maybe this is a little allusion to Irving knowing more about what's going on than he Jamie. really lets on because he's the author Jamie. of the book. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm just that trying to... That is the biggest stretch ever, is all I can say. <laughs> hey, and that, I understand that. And, that... The elastic, and the elastic in my underwear right now is completely loose because I've stretched <laughs> that so right. far. So but... that really ruined that whole part of getting Irving back. Um, and it would have been better if they just said, you know, maybe we need to find Irving. Hey, let's see if he's tried to get in contact with his wife. Mm, and then, you know, okay. they tracked him down through some sort of burner phone or something. That It wouldn't have taken very much to do that, right? No. But no, they had to go through this really obscure piece of history that I didn't even get. Well, because they need an obscure piece of history every episode that Ichabod knows about. Yeah, okay, whatever. But Irving wouldn't ever know it. He, he's Irving Washington. He wrote the book. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Okay. So, uh, but that was my nitpick, and that's why it lowered a bit, because that was such a huge stretch, and it was supposed to get Irving back into the plot line, and that was a big deal in this episode. And I would have liked for that, big part of the episode to be much more believable that's all okay so why did they make him escape anyway why couldn't they have broken him out in this episode yeah that's true or why couldn't they have just kept him in hiding that is also true okay so again bad writing I'll agree with you on that one okay that that's really my only nit, but it's a big one, as far as I'm concerned in this episode. Otherwise, I really liked it. I liked the fight scenes, and um, I liked the nebulousness of the uh, black and white issues, mm -hmm. like Abraham being helpful or not, depending mm -hmm. on which way you look at it. You know, I like yeah. that sort of thing, and um, you know, not knowing where it's going to go next. I love that kind of thing on this show. Um, you know, the way they ended last season's finale and it making me go nuts all summer. So I'm glad we're not going to have to wait that long. But it, it's kind of that same feel for me. I just hope when we get to the season finale, it's as jaw-dropping and shock shocking as season one's finale was. Yeah, me too. But we're setting that up almost because we don't know where it's going from here. Mm -hmm. And it looks like they're going to set up a whole new kind of storyline with a new big bad, as it were. And if they do that, then they're going to have to do something really cataclysmic to set up for season three. Yes. So that's going to be cool, I think. I can't wait. I can't either. It's, it's, it's building up, I think. So this was episode 11. We have 18 episodes, so they're going to come back for, what, seven episodes? Mm -hmm. For seven weeks? Yep. 
So January 5th to about like what, mid-February? Yep. And there's still a chance. It's very small. But there's still a chance that they could say, hey, let's tack a couple more on the end. It's very small. but It's, it's a small chance. Yeah. So. Because they're already written. Shall we move on to our uh, anachronism? There's only one. There's only one. Yeah. So should there I play should... that first and then play the feedback? Because everyone mentions it in their feedback. Yeah, let's just, let's just do it that way. Okay. So um, let me play the, the uh, anachronism. And, of course, it's the motorcycle clip. I mean, it was really the only, <laughs> yes. the only anachronism, the only really funny drop-down laughing funny part of the episode uh was the scene with the motorcycle i'm gonna play the whole thing from where they notice the motorcycle to when he jumps off um and it's i think it's close to a minute so uh since it's the only clip i'm playing i'm just gonna play the whole thing and here we go lieutenant a motorcycle no electronics, just good old-fashioned machinery. If ever there were justification to commandeer a vehicle, the apocalypse would be it. Grab the sword. Okay, great. Hop on and hold on. <laughs> where do I buckle? Arms around me. But, of course, where do I buckle? No buckle. Normally wear a helmet, but again, you get a buy when it's the end of days. And perhaps there's a stable nearby. Don't worry. I had a bike when I was a teenager. I want one of these as soon as this is over. <laughs> Loved it. I, I just, I just love that. Uh, where do I buckle? Yeah, I know. Where do I buckle? I know me too. Where do I buckle? From complete fear to, I have to have right. one. Yeah, and you know I love that he is just so. He embraces, the things of this century with such vigor uh he loves going fast we saw that when he was driving the car right and he takes to it, it he loves living his life um you know we could see that back in you know 200 years ago he he just when he saw that the new world was the right thing to do you know trying to uh, forge this new world, America, that was the right thing to do because England was becoming oppressive. He just, he grasped onto it. And he said, I have to be a part of this. And, he, you know, he just had so much zeal. And, you know, this motorcycle thing was just another personification of that was, you know, oh, I'm hesitant to do it. But then as soon as he gets on, it's like, you know, his hair is flying back and he's just exhilarated by it and i just love that about his character yeah it's like a little kid yeah definitely. discovering new things i have to have one of those as soon as this is over <laughs> so so that was everybody's yeah that was yours it was mine that was barb's it was justina's yep it was um okay. justina mentioned it and she also played part of it so i edited that out of her feedback since i was going to play it as well 
Right. Um, but she also mentioned it. Just so you know, she mentioned it as her in hers. Barb mentions it, and then you and I both said it was our clip. Yes. So everybody, it was everybody's anachronism. So uh, we do have two, as I just mentioned, two audio feedback clips. So would you like me to play those right now? Yes, please. Alrighty, um, I'm gonna play Justina's first. This is Justina calling in for witness prophecies. Wow, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. First stuck in Terrytown, then stolen by a headless horseman and taken to Frederick's Manor. Jedry Warman can be saved after all. He finally figured out that Moloch was using him as a pawn in the game and that he meant nothing to Moloch. Moloch said there would be horsemen before him and there would be horsemen after him. This made him realize that Moloch did not value him, and despite the evil in Jenry Warman's soul, his parents still had love for him and were willing to sacrifice on his behalf. I'm wondering if now that his armor is destroyed and Moloch is vanquished, will he no longer be the horseman and will his soul be free? Also, because he had Irving's soul as the horseman of war, Will the spilling of all of Irving's blood cause the blood oath that he made to the horsemen of war be voided and his soul be pure to go to heaven? This was a great fall finale. Can't wait till the new year to see what else is happening in Sleepy Hollow. Thanks, Karen and Jamie. Thank you, Justina. Thank you. Yep, those are all questions we have too. Although I have to say, Justina, you embrace the fact that Jenry Warman might be good, and I just am I, not sure. I don't believe it. Yeah, I'm not gonna believe it till I see it, and even then, I might not believe it. I I still think he has issues, <laughs> as evidenced by the hey. title of this podcast. <laughs> yes, <laughs> if Katrina could be a spy. Jenry can be a spy, oh, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. And we know, again, there's six more demons, so, you know, he might throw in with one of them, too. And there is that question about Irving, you know, where his soul is headed. Yeah, if he's going to be back, if he's going to heaven, if he, you know, I'm hoping it's not the last we see of him. So if they have to go back to purgatory, you know, is he going to end up there because he died before the blood oath was broken? Who knows? So, uh, we also have feedback from Barb. Hi, Barb. Let's play hey, Barb. feedback. Hi, Karen and Jamie. This is Barb calling in with feedback on the mid-season epi of Sleepy Hollow. I'll give this epi eight Jenry Warman's Gone Wild. <laughs> okay, so Jamie's doing his happy dance because Crane and Katrina are now just comrades in arms. You know Karen only got glances of Hotty Holly hovering in the background while holding the horsemen in the house. And we in this wacky, purgatory-is-still-coming world, after watching the witnesses wiggle out of death due to the horsemen of war's wicked whacking of Moloch, well, we just want answers. Okay, here are my random thoughts. Jenry Warman is still a bad guy. He only turned on Moloch because he wasn't properly appreciated. After all, he did bring Moloch from purgatory to the real world, and he was Preacher completely girl. expendable in Moloch's eyes. 
Preach. Mommy Katrina may think her baby boy has turned over in his crib, but I'm not buying it. Mm -hmm. Um, so if Katrina was always hot for Crane, when did she decide that Abraham was a better deal? You know, that really right. felt weak to me. Her character mm -hmm. was originally introduced as a strong woman, and she's been rather hapless this season. Let's yep. see what they do with her in part two. I wasn't surprised by Irving's demise. Disappointed, but not surprised. He sacrificed himself in a pure manner and will not be back. Pause for a moment of silence for Frank Irving. Now, I would much rather have seen Abraham go bye-bye and Katrina become the new horseman, but alas, it was not to be. My anachronism for the week? Why, the motorcycle, of course. Perhaps Abby can get him a toy one for his Christmas stocking Aww. since there won't be any gifts from Katrina this year. <laughs> and no, Jamie, I'm not on that ship yet. Oh, you That's will be soon. That's it for this soon. week. This is Barb signing out and wishing everyone a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yep. Back just so you, back at you as well. And just so you all know, the Abby and Ichabod boat is about to sail. <laughs> you better catch. You better get, jump on before it leaves port and you're left behind. Yeah, well, Holly's there trying to assess whether he can jump over there, too. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. She might be wild and crazy and, you know, be looking at both of them. So we love all of your feedback, ladies and gentlemen, and we want more of your feedback. And by the way, those were some awesome alliterations there by Barb. Yes, they were. <laughs> I, I don't have know to how say, she did that without her tongue tying. <laughs> well, normally we have a Wednesday at six p.m. deadline for feedback, but we're not going to be around for the month of December. No. So, if you do have feedback to share with us, send it to us, and we'll we'll try and put it all together before the return episode in January. Sure. Um, and you can send that feedback by calling in to uh, 304-837-2278 and leave a voicemail for Golden Spiral Media, which will get to us. Um, or you can go to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback where you can send us a text, which is basically an email. You can attach an audio file, so like maybe your favorite anachronism of the week. Or a GIF. Uh, or a GIF. And uh, you can also do SpeakPipe, uh, where you can record your voice on the your computer's microphone and it gets sent to us. I'm on Twitter. I'm Parish the Thought. You can also find us uh, at WitnessProfGSM on Twitter as well. And Karen, they can find you on Twitter at Alaveria A L E V E R I A. Or you can go and become a fan of Golden Spiral Media on Facebook. Actually and become a fan of Golden Spiral Media on Facebook. And we also have a Witness Prophecies page on Facebook as well. So many ways to interact with us. Uh, we will not be around for a month. We will return on January 5th when the show comes back to air. Uh, so any feedback, just leave it for us. It'll get to us. We will share it with you and the listeners on our return podcast. Um, we are looking for that gif of mm. Henry with the Sleepy Hollow the train, train. Tr train set and the crazy train audio. Yep, yep, yep. We are. That would be awesome. It really would. Do we have any spoilers? No. There is no spoilers. nothing. Nothing out. They are keeping us spoiler free for the um, January return of the show. 
Okay. There's not even a title on Wikipedia. So. No title? No. Do you have any spoilers? No, I don't. <laughs> so I think that's it. Okay. So um, I guess that we will be back as soon as the next episode airs in January. And um, we'll see you then, right, Jamie? We will. Okay. Later on, guys. Bye. Bye.